Welcome to the Unity Works Podcast, where we'll share positive insight on today's topical and sometimes controversial topics. The discussion is shaped through the lens of unity and acceptance while focusing on our community, families, and the workplace. Life works better when we come together. Here's your host, Daryl Ross. Hello and welcome to the Unity Works Podcast. So excited you're joining us. I'm your host, Daryl Ross. Today, we're talking about unity in joy and happiness. You know, there's no way we can have unity or peace in our lives if we're not intentionally seeking joy and seeking happiness. But first, just a reminder, if you haven't already done so, definitely hit subscribe. Check out our Facebook page, Unity Works Podcast. We post additional content there. And more importantly, you can ask a question, leave a comment. We'd love to discuss a topic that you suggested. So check out our Facebook page. So here she is. She's back. I've got my better half with me on this episode, back by popular demand, because you know what? On that first episode, she was fantastic. So I'm glad she's back. My wife, Jennifer Ross. How are you, Jen? I am great, and I am so happy to be back on the air with you, Daryl. Um, I'm really excited about this episode, uh, but before diving in, I want everyone listening to know that we know that there are some serious issues happening in our world right now. So the elephant in the room is COVID, for example. Uh, you know, the health around COVID, the spread of COVID, the masks, no masks, uh, if you're a parent, what we are doing for school this coming year, you know, then there's the racial and political divide, job loss, and other things as well. Well, this episode is called Unity in Joy and Happiness, but Dee and I are not at all insinuating that we should ignore everything serious and just be happy like jazz hands, right? Um, we want to be respectful of everything that you are going through. Very true, Jennifer. Thanks for clarifying that. You know, I think we're speaking more in general terms that Jennifer and I just believe we need more joy, more happiness in our lives. But there's a problem. Jen, why? You're the first question goes to you. Why do we not have more joy in our lives? Well, this may sound crazy, but adulting is hard, isn't it? <laughs> True. Oh, man, it is hard and can be so stressful. Uh, we have our careers and jobs, bills to pay, raising the family, and the big one right now, our health and the health of our families. Um, Daryl and I just recently were talking about how many children, including ours, have joy and fun just handed to them. We as parents, especially pre-COVID, arrange playdates, or in our kids' case, they like to call them hangouts. Hangouts, because, yes. <laughs> yeah, because they're older, right? Um, their favorites are sleepovers, and we do pool days and beach trips, theme park days and vacations. Uh, the kids don't have to intentionally seek fun and joy, but guess who does? We, the adults, do, right? The more we neglect our personal joy, the dimmer our personal light becomes. And without joy in our lives, there's no way we can be a light of unity and acceptance. So Daryl, where do we start? Yeah, that's great. It's really true. Like You just can't be part of the movement of unity if we're just not at our peak of happiness. So I just think the number one step, kind of like what we talked about, Jennifer, in that episode a few weeks back that it starts in the household, same thing here. 
it starts with us. And step one is lighten up. <laughs> lighten up, people. Now, look, again, let me preface that, you know, what Jennifer said earlier, this is not to replace a serious issue in our lives. If you have something serious going on, look, we give you grace, respect you, and you need serious solutions. So this episode may not be for you, but if not, for many people, I'm referring to just not taking ourselves so seriously. We have to laugh, lighten up a little bit. Let me explain now. I am the comedian in this family. Yes, Jennifer, I said it. Yes. I am the comedian. I got jokes, people. But look, Jennifer, although doesn't tell as many jokes, she has the best zingers. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. (laughs) And I'm going to I'm going to give you credit for that. You really do. And let me give an example of what I mean. I'm going to tell you the story of when Jennifer and I watched the movie The Martian. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) So folks listening, if you've not seen that movie, I'll give you a quick synopsis. Uh, Matt Damon is the star. He's an astronaut amongst other astronauts, and they go to Mars, and they believe Matt Damon's killed in a big storm accident. The astronauts all leave Matt Damon on Mars. Great story. He ends up living and he's actually doing well. The astronauts have now left. They're millions of miles away and they're going to come back to pick him up, which of course they should do. But here's the part that's kind of funny. So the astronauts had to do a video call back to their families to let them know that they found Matt Damon. He's alive and they're going back to get him. But to do that, it will mean an extra year or more in space. So it's a great scene of all the astronauts calling their families and they're telling their families that they're going to be in space over a year longer. Imagine that. You're waiting for your loved one, your wife or your husband, and you've been waiting and waiting and they call and say, I'm going to be another year. So there's a scene where they're calling their families and I literally, do you remember this? Yes, I I stopped. We're watching it on video. So I hit the remote and stopped the video and I go, see, honey, that's why I can't be an astronaut. I can't imagine calling you and the kids from space and telling you that I have to stay in space an extra year. And Jennifer said, Babe, you'd have to be better at math to be an astronaut. Boom! Oh my goodness. <laughs> See, that's hilarious. All in love, babe. Yes, all in love. See there? I mean, she just hits you right between the eyes. And as long as as we've been married, that's kind of how Jen rolls. And usually her zingers have to do with me, but that's okay. I have to admit, it was funny. So lighten up. I tell myself that too. Lighten up because everything isn't so serious. So friends, let your loved ones tease. Have a little fun. Don't hold a grudge. I could have easily been offended, but it was funny. But also, if you're the one teasing, don't be mean or hurtful. You know, but in this case, Jennifer cracks a joke that I'll never be an astronaut. And you know what? It's fine. She's right. But one more thing. Uh, Not only do I need better math scores to be an astronaut, um, I need to not be as queasy. I don't know, Jen, I went on the swing set. We're in the park and Jazzy is swinging and I jumped on. And when I was a kid, I could stand on swings, jump off, flip. I was on a swing set. If anyone's listening, you're an adult 
and you're on a swing set and you're over 40, it's queasy now, isn't it? Like, yes, <laughs> the struggle is real. Yeah, so I'm like, For so sure. not only do I need better math scores, I need to be less queasy. So yes, I will never be an astronaut and it's fine for Jen to tease me about it. I have to admit, Daryl is definitely better about lightening up than I am. I get more worked up about things. Uh, so I have to remind myself that everything isn't a huge volcano. I love that you said that on my recording. I'm going to keep this podcast forever. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's on the record. Yes. <laughs> uh, so if you're listening and it's more difficult for you, like me, go to step two, which is change the words you use to describe a negative situation. So if I have a bad day or something really went wrong, rather than saying that was the worst experience ever or that was devastating, just try and say that didn't go so well or that was challenging. If you find yourself using negative words like hate, don't, not, chances are you're going to start seeing everything in a less positive way. Uh, you know, I read a great study called Words Can Change Your Brain. Uh, neuroscientists Mark Robert Waldman and Dr. Andrew Newberg argue that using negative language can actually activate our fear responses and increase levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone. On the other hand, using positive words can boost our reasoning abilities. It's amazing how simply changing our words can make a huge difference and keep our joy. Now, I totally understand that this may seem easier said than done. Amen. But remember, we're talking about being intentional to seek joy. So part of that means knowing how to change our words to help us navigate negative situations. All right, Dee, so what is next? Yeah, well, first, I'm glad you mentioned that this is a process and that it might be easier said than done. But like Jennifer said, we're being intentional about joy and happiness. So we have to seek it, which brings me to step number three, one of my favorites, protect Happyville. <laughs> Happyville. I think you made that term up. I know. Well, it might have been a movie. I'm not really sure. But the point is, it's true. It means something. Happyville is a real place. And I actually wrote down what I consider my definition. So Jen, read off my definition of Happyville. Okay. So according to D. Yes. Happyville is a place, activity, action, or state of being that brings you personal happiness. It's unique to you. And that totally sounds like a Webster Dictionary definition. I know, but I had to kind of write that down because it really is. And here's one more thing that I didn't put in the definition. It's kind of smaller too. Meaning, look, it can't be going to the Ritz-Carlton, which is nice and it can be happy. It's not going to Universal, which is nice and makes you happy, but it's really smaller actions, smaller activity that puts us in that state. And I say, you know what? You are the mayor of Happyville. So Jennifer, give an example of this one area that we considered your Happyville. Okay. My Happyville is my morning coffee. I think about it before I even get out of bed. So when I'm laying there, I think, ooh, the sooner I get up, the quicker I get to have my coffee. So uh, that helps give me a little boost in the morning. But I open my cabinet. I choose my mug for the day. Um, I have a Canadian mug. Yes, you a do. Vegas mug. Yes, you do. A Florida mug. Mm -hmm. A Virginia mug. Yes. A boss lady mug. Yes, you do. And I have my big old bright pink mug that reads, Hello, beautiful. <laughs> 
So depending on my morning, I pick one of my mugs, I pour my coffee, and I sit curled up in my chair with my hands wrapped around my mug. Like I don't hold it by the handle. I wrap my my hands around the mug and I just smell it and I sip it. And in a perfect world, it's for about an hour without moving. And I just enjoy my Today Show. And that is my Happyville to start my morning. That is so true. And you have to understand and picture the the position she's in, like the way she kind of holds her elbow up and her coffee is right by her chin so she can smell it or easily sip it when she's ready. I love it. Any of you drink coffee, you probably know what I'm talking about. But one of the areas that matters is that we have to protect that in Jennifer's life. That look, obviously, if you are rushing or really busy in an emergency, you may not get to visit Happyville today, right? Absolutely. But that is one area that we can look at. Now, for me, maybe I'm not a coffee person as much, but I definitely like to work out. I like to have my exercise time. So it's important for me to have that time in my day. It makes me happy that I can hit the gym. And here's the part of Happyville that matters. It's important for your your partner, your husband, your wife, maybe even your children um, to assist you that you can get your Happyville. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. There was a time, Jen, this might have been a month or so ago, you were in your coffee Happyville, right? <laughs> and remember I came downstairs and needed something like right then? Mm-hmm. And, and don't get me wrong, Jen was not upset at what I needed. She was upset that it was interrupting Happyville. So it was one of those things where, you know what, I could have asked her later, be more mindful, let her have her her time. But that's part of what I mean by protecting our Happyville. Now, sometimes it means you must do it on your own. Jennifer has now realized that to have her coffee Happyville, you might have to get up earlier, right, Jen? Yeah. Yeah, I know it isn't always the the best that's thing. That's not the fun part. I know, <laughs> but we know that's part of it. She also realizes she can't always linger in Happyville for for two or three hours, just like I can't work out for two or three hours. But maybe I have to shift my day to get my workout in. But every single one of you listening, you have your Happyville too. You have that thing that really makes a difference in your day, and it isn't a large thing. It might just be coffee or working out, walking the dog, or just sitting on your porch. Whatever that moment or time or activity is, it's important if we're going to be intentional about joy and happiness that we seek these moments and protect Happyville. And finally, step number four, have gratitude. It's so important. And part of having gratitude is to avoid the comparison trap. You know, Jennifer and I have been caught doing this as well. Sometimes as easy as just scrolling your social media feed, you'll see some of your friends doing some amazing things, even during these COVID times. And it makes you kind of feel like you're not doing as much or having as much fun and it can kind of sink your joy. So just avoid the comparison trap as best you can. Nothing will kill your joy faster than comparing yourself to what everyone else has. But keeping your eye on gratitude, it really does lift your joy and happiness. I read a study from Dr. Robert Emerson. It was a great study about the effects of gratitude. And I was surprised that he did a study that lasted over 10 years. So he followed test subjects for 10 years. First of all, Jen, can you imagine a strange dude following you for 10 years? (laughs) 
That that's kind of crazy. But you know, folks did it, and all they did was kept a journal of gratitude. They just kept writing small comments every single day about what they were grateful for. And it was small things like grateful for my health or grateful for my job or my family, very small uh, just notations of their gratitude each day. Well, he noticed in the short term, a 25% increase of positive emotion like joy, felt more alive, complained less, slept better, and catch this, it even lowered their blood pressure a significant amount. But after 10 years, here's what the study concluded, that gratitude has one of the strongest links of mental health and satisfaction of life than any trait we know of, more so than optimism, hope, or compassion. The most satisfied people in the world learn to see their families, relationships, businesses through their gratitude glasses. It's so important that we just reach out and Remember, we're so blessed and have so many areas to be grateful. So if we're being intentional about joy, intentional about happiness, those are the steps. And Jennifer, do a quick recap of our top four of the unity of joy and happiness. Absolutely. Okay, so step number one, lighten up. Every now and then we have to just have some fun and laugh at ourselves. Step two, change the words you use to describe a negative situation. I'm really working on that one. Step three, protect Happyville. This is so, so important. Protect yours. And step four, have gratitude. Be thankful for your blessings because you have many. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, don't wait for happiness. Don't wait for joy. Intentionally seek it. Because a happy person is open to acceptance, joy, and unity. Please hit subscribe and share with a friend. Because life works better when we come together. On behalf of Daryl and myself, we'll talk to you next week.